Well, I thought I actually thought long and hard about it because I was like, how can we make this worthwhile but organic at the same time? I don't know that there really is a good way to make it organic. I think it's a subject matter that was brought up, but I think it's applicable to a lot of things going on right now. And I think the thing about a clean house that was interesting to me is it applied to almost every single part of my life if I thought about it long enough. Whether it was work or my actual house or it was play or how I conduct myself, um, I definitely felt like I could apply it in all of those regions. So I think I'm really just curious what your take on it was because I feel like we literally spitballed it in like five minutes and the rest of it was just drinking wine and laughing about other things. Uh, well, my take was that it was a suggestion from your wife, and so I was like, <laughs> oh, this will be funny, yeah. Um, cleaning your house, and then I thought, oh, wait, no, that makes sense, because we just went through that kind of a little bit at work, mm-hmm. and then I'm thinking about the quarantine and how some people are literally cleaning their house, mm-hmm. and I hear that all the projects that are getting done, I'm going, I'm getting projects done, but I feel like I'm not working less. Mm-hmm. And so I thought about that, and then I go, but it was a time to reset Mm-hmm. A little bit of just me and my personal life and at work or with my kids or whatever it is. So the way I took it is just like cleaning house is a very, uh, what generic term? I didn't actually use an actual house in it. Mm-hmm. I use just, uh, I view cleaning house more of like, let's, let's hit the reset button. Mm-hmm. So I've done that a little bit just in my personal life mm-hmm. and it's been awesome. Yeah, I kind of thought about it through the lens of, and obviously the topic of the day is is COVID because that's what everybody's living and breathing right now, but it was kind of this feeling when COVID hit and everything changed seemingly in a day, um, it was kind of a taking inventory of where you're at in life and what have you done and how well have you stuck to your plans. And so, you know, cleaning house to me Mm -hmm. was like taking inventory of what you had actually done versus what you had talked about to that point. You mentioned something the other day you said uh, about goal setting and how you made goals with some other people and you actually wrote yours down and all yours were done and when you checked mm-hmm. on theirs, theirs weren't done. And maybe you can correlate that to writing them down or what would you correlate that to? I think it was writing it down, but I think that I, I think that for me, it's been a slow transition in my life. Like if you go back in my life long enough, it was almost sheer chaos and then as you go forward, even at my time at work, through my marriage, um, it's slowly transformed into a little more order. So I think this whole cleaning house thing has taken hold slowly over the last probably decade of my life. And it culminated in, I, I would say, when COVID hit and I was like, wow, I feel like I have made some good decisions to get to this point. Um, And it made me feel like a lot of that stuff that I had been practicing for the last couple of years, namely what you talked about, goal setting, something that I was more intentional about really starting last year, whether it was running more, because I know that I suck at running, Hmm. um, or just accomplishing things that I said I was going to do. And and I realized in that moment that I was like, yeah, I think I've done a pretty good job at this. Um, Still a lot of work to be done, of course, but... I think it was definitely a moment of realization that I had made some good decisions in the last year. But it was also really telling that there's a lot left wanting, that there's a lot left I could do. And so I think it's kind of motivated me, too. When you think of cleaning your house, do you think of that as a negative context or connotation or a positive connotation? It feels negative in a weird way because it seems like 
It seems chore-oriented. And nobody wants to do chores. Hmm. What about you? Well, yeah, I think of it as negative, but then when you paint the picture and you correlate it to something like goal setting, Mm -hmm. then it's not really... Like spring spring cleaning, everybody talks about spring cleaning. I don't know if it's just a point in time when they like to get everything clean or if they're like, no, we we really do like to hit the reset and and get some things done. So I think if you can correlate it with goal setting, I like cleaning house as a more positive connotation. But yeah, in the general sense, I think it's negative. Yeah, I think most people would think of it as negative, but I think it's terminology. For sure. Cleaning. Like if you're saying I'm cleaning house, like I'm getting rid of all my bad wines. Right. That would be cleaning house. Right. And I'm filling them with good wines. That'd be good and bad, right? Yeah. Bad for the people that go, well, what wines did you throw out? Right. Well, and I, I think there's different types of people too. I think there's people who correlate uh, clutter to belongings and value. And I think there's people who correlate, you know, clutter to negative chaos in their life. You said cleaning house to a hoarder. They might. Right. I think it was negative. They yeah. might. Yeah. They absolutely would. Um yeah, but no, I think that, I think it's definitely, uh, it applies to a lot. And I really more correlated all of this, you know, and again, we're going back to a week ago when my wife said, oh, your first podcast should be about cleaning house. And we kind of chuckled, but we wrote it down. And then frankly, we just didn't think of anything better since then. So, so that's what we're talking about. That's the reality of it. But if I could, if I could just go to goal setting for a minute, because I, I just get, really intrigued by this and I was literally talking to somebody about it the other day about what percentage of the goals get accomplished when you write them down versus when you don't write them down and there's just a huge difference in that right but there's also something else because you mentioned running and I know that we've been running and you mentioned to some other people oh Marshall's beating you in miles and I wasn't even paying attention and all of a sudden they friended me and I'm like I don't want to be your friend but I will be your friend (laughs) on this running app and now they're now I find myself like going oh crap I don't want them to beat me and so there's something in goal setting that do you think, do you believe that goal setting has to be somewhat uh, competition oriented? Yeah. I mean, I, I think that a lot of the best things in your life, whether you know it or you don't know it, came through some sort of competition. And that could be competitive within your family or that could be competitive within your friend group or with your employer, or it could just be society at large is a competitive environment. And so I think... you know competition always yields a better result so I think that's true and to your point I think you're one of those people who you're you're you challenge a lot of people to compete with you in things that I don't even know that you care to win or even think you can win but the way you challenge people I think makes them want to be better and I think that that's something that I've noticed which is great it's really not about winning or losing it's the perception of winning and losing and I've won at the perception of winning I win in a lot of things that's true and that is the big that is your big facade at life that I just knew immediately about you when I met you was you were winning at the perception of winning which is good but that's what motivates people you gotta talk about winning a lot I mean I I still am the number one horseshoe tournament person at my church (laughs) I won once out of 10 years but it doesn't matter everybody wants to beat me yeah, no, that's true. I, I think that you bring that out in people, which is good. And so I think that goal setting definitely does that. Um, I think it allows you to accomplish things to, to a certain degree. And people take notice of that. Anybody accomplishing anything threatens other people. That's something that I've noticed. Because I think everything I've tried to do in my life, specifically in the last few years, is really just to make myself better. But what I notice is it definitely catches a lot of people's attention. And they think a certain way about you when you're accomplishing things even if it's just little things Mm -hmm. you know well yeah i think in general there's just a sense 
there's you feel better about yourself when you've accomplished something. But I think for me in this time, I go, everybody's got this time at home working on different project projects, and I'm like, I, I need to finish a project. So even though I'm working just as much, it's motivated me to finish projects just because other people are doing them. I'm like, oh, garden beds? I'll build some garden beds. Mm-hmm. Uh, they can't be the only ones. Or, you know, painting or whatever it is around the house. I've done quite a bit of that. I, I feel like we need a, um, you know, a competition chore chart mm-hmm. or cleaning house chart. And I bet you if we started that within um, just our friend group, we would probably get a lot more things done. That's, yeah, no, that's 100% true. I, I think also even just things like... I'll paint my house before you. <laughs> well, you'll win at that for sure because I have no interest. <laughs> I, I think, though, that even something as simple as sitting down and talking in front of a mic, I think that the second people got wind that this is something that we were going to do, there was a certain amount of interest, but I don't know that interest is the right word. It was almost like... It felt like jealousy a little bit. Not, not jealousy is the wrong word too, but it was like... You're careful because they're going to they're gonna listen right. to it. They wanted to be involved in it. And so it immediately took them a little closer to something that it seemed like they wanted to do that they, they probably would not do otherwise. And I think, frankly, that's one of the reasons that I thought this might be a good idea too because I think it's something that I've always wanted to do, wanted to get better at, express my thoughts, think critically about things and discuss it, um, but articulate it. And I think that... You challenged me to some degree because you, as your usual self, were very pushy, and you set a date almost immediately, and I was immediately uncomfortable, but I was like, okay, we got to do this. So I think that this is a good example of it as well, just bringing out the best through a little bit of friendly competition. What, yeah, what is your, like, we talk about this before, but getting outside your comfort zone, like what's getting outside your comfort zone? I know I'm off topic, but you just went there. No, so. that's, no, that's fine. Uh, yeah, that's a great question. Um, cause I talk about, I mean, you can take a second to think about it, but I, I always constantly am talking about getting outside comfort zone, my comfort zone or just anybody's. And the reason why I said, Hey, we should just start it or just do it. Cause I think that's the thing that prevents people from doing things is literally just not doing it. Well, they want it to be perfect. Yeah. They want to be good at it before they try it. I remember talking to you about this with kids and you you said something like, Oh, I need to have, right. Oh, I need to have this ready or I need to have my house or I don't know. You named off some other things that I wasn't listening and I said, it doesn't matter. You just need to just have kids and it'll all work out. I did. True. But you also come from a heavy church background and you guys all tell me to have kids constantly. So, well, I disregarded it to some degree almost immediately, but I think you're right about it. Circling back. I think I found my own time with that, but yeah, I think, I think that's something I've picked up on. And also, you know what? I'm 35. I don't know how old you are. 36, 37, something like that. Yeah, something like that. I hate to admit you're only a year older than me, so I always bump it up a year. Um, That's good. I'm almost 37. You realize how fast time goes if you don't set goals that you actually achieve. Mm-hmm. The further you push things out, next thing you know, you're going to be 48 and accomplishing something that you could have very well done when you were 28. And I think the loss of time is definitely scary to me. Yeah, when you write that stuff down, do you work backwards? Do you like write it down and say, you know, this is what I want to do. It's 2020 right now. This is what I want to do in 2021. And so I'll work backwards from there. So that means I have 12 months to do so. So by next month, I have to be here. Do you do that in your personal life? I'm not talking about financials or anything like that because that's easy to do. And I think, I don't know if it's easy to do, but we know how to do it mathematically. But Yeah, I, I think setting financials aside, I think that... And again, this is where I'm kind of learning. And so this is an interesting topic because 
cleaning house to some degree, like I say, said in the beginning, is taking inventory of what you have done so far, your body of work, and what you have left to do. And I think something that... Uh, oh, what are you doing, man? Podcast 101. <laughs> I think something that I have recognized through all of this is that I can't spend too much plan- time planning. And I think every year I become less of a planner in terms of bullet point list, backtrack from a date. And I think I become a little bit more like just jump in and try it. And I think that that is pushing me outside of my comfort zone to a tremendous degree. Degree, And I think I'm getting a good result from it because it builds your confidence. You get more experiences. You get to meet new people. You get to do new things. And I think it also helps you as a leader. I think people look to you as a leader more when you're actually doing things and not just talking about it, even if you're not that good at it. Um, and that's something I've always found with you as well is – I could see you that you're not good at everything you do. You just talk like you are, well, which is great. Well, it's not proven that I'm not good at it. <laughs> right. You've got the facade going. That's for sure. People believe it. But I am curious about you because you definitely seem like more of the type who, and I know you've got goals, but I think you're more the type who, as I see you, it's a day-to-day, you're planning in the short term, and you're just making moves. And I think that's a really good thing, and it's yielded a really good result for you. But is that intentionally how you mean to be? What do you mean by that? Like, I, like, like short term. I don't see you as a type who has the next five years mapped out. Hmm. I see you as a person who's got your next three steps very acutely mapped out, and you're going to hit those three steps. But five years, I don't know that you've got that far planned out. Yeah, five years is too long. Things change too fast. And I'm very much, like, I like to go a little bit more with the flow, per se, mm-hmm. for lack of a better term. And I know that things just change so quickly. And I don't know what my kids will be like in five years. Like five years, shoot, Eli will be out of the house potentially or in college or whatever it is. So I don't know. I don't want to make too long term because I want to be flexible and adjustable. And I think that's just in life you find that you're less irritated if you're more flexible. Mm -hmm. And so when people want to go do something that wasn't on your agenda or if people want to, um, if, if people ask you to, I don't know, plan something or they take a different direction where maybe you had uh, all my Saturday planned out that I wanted to go do something and all of a sudden my friends call me up and say, hey, do you want to do a barbecue at our house? And I I just like to be, yeah, we'll go hang out with our friends because that might have been more fun than us checking out a couple books at the library or whatever it was that we ha- that you know we put on our agenda to do mm-hmm. that day. I don't, that's been kind of my life and then it's been an adjustment with my wife. Because when we got married, we did a road trip. I remember this is a very distinct point when we did our first road trip. And I said, don't book hotels. We'll just figure out where we're going to stay. Because I don't want to be locked into driving a certain amount of hours. We might want to drive eight hours. We might want to drive two hours. We'll stop and see things on our way. And we went down to California and we stopped. She didn't like that idea. She's like, what if they're sold out of hotels? I said, we'll figure it out. When does that ever happen to me? Only once in my life, mind you. And only once in my life have I had to sleep in an airport. And out of 30-something odd years, I think that's pretty good odds. So she didn't want to risk that with having a family, and so she booked a hotel in Vallejo, California. And that night, we stayed in the hotel, and it was the most ghetto, crazy, <laughs> scary hotel. And we get there, and there's bars like on all the windows, and there's a gate on the other side of it's like some quickie mart with just everybody, what looked like drug deals going down, probably not, but it looked like that. And my wife was so scared, she's just like, "Can we get another hotel?" And I said, "Nope, you planned this." You booked it. We're sticking with it. If we would have been flexible, we could have stayed somewhere else. But instead, you booked it. So this is where we're staying. What drives that in you that you you have almost a and I did well. I'm just gonna say it. 
it seems like you have this almost unhealthy desire mm. to be to not have a structure. Uh, structure is maybe a wrong word, but like you don't like to plan too far out, and you don't like to plan too concretely. And I've noticed it about you, but it works out really well for you. And I think that you're, you know, being dynamic in general. And this is something that I've always tried to emulate to some degree. And I think when you met me, you probably met a more rigid me. Mm, and I yeah. think I've grown a little bit more. And that's intentional. But I'm curious what drives that in you. Well, I don't know that I have a super precise answer. But if I'm answering it off the fly, I would say that I feel like I'm a relational person and I like to read people and I like to read the situation. Mm -hmm. And so if you have it planned, you can't ever read the situation. And if you've ever been to a really good uh, talk or a really good, uh, you know, like a TED talk or you've been to a really good sermon or just a, a motivational speech or some sort of class, you're like, that was really good. It's one of two things. It was either really well thought out and prepared or it was somebody who's just very, uh, knows how to read the room and is very articulate and can change to what the audience needs. Mm -hmm. And I know that I'm not the super preparer and mm -hmm. I can't, I don't feel like I have the time nor do I want the time to spend preparing on a bunch of things. So I feel like I'm a more read the room type person. And when you become a read the room type person, you just get a little bit better at it, a little bit better on it. And you realize that when you do that, you're a little bit more open to things. And when you're more open to things, you're more inclined to say yes, than you are no. And you surround yourself with people who are willing to work with you more. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. that has lend, its, lend itself to just, I don't know, things being a little bit easier. And I feel like just like in work situation or even at home, we'll take work with work. I go, okay, I can, if I, if I read the room a little bit with you and I tell you to do something and you have your own way to go about it. It's not so rigid where you can put it into the Aaronism way of doing it, right? Mm -hmm. And the same thing at home. If I'm really rigid about it, then uh, you know I can't leave room for my wife to parent the way she kind of parents, and mm -hmm. I feel like we're a better co-parent that way. Mm -hmm. Unless I, if I'm just I'm that way all the time, uh, which I am on some things, I'm sure. I mean, we all are, but you know, in, in general, mm -hmm. uh, then right now it just yeah it allows for more um, cohesive parenting. I feel like. Well, that, that's good to know. I, I've always been curious about that a little bit. I'm curious, though, do you have no fear of loss of time? Because I think, I, I think the two things that we're talking about really are how much order do you want versus how much chaos do you allow? Because I think that we both know that you can't live in order too much because I think that rigidity is what kills people. It's what kills businesses. It's what kills marriages. It's what takes your life down. So we can both agree, probably, I'm assuming, that too much orderliness is probably a negative thing and obviously too much chaos is. So I guess I'm curious, do you ever worry about losing time because you're... I mean, I think you err on the chaotic side a little bit more. And I don't mean that in a negative way. It's a really positive thing. You're kind of like right on that frontier where order ends and you're on the new frontier and there's chaos and there's a little bit of craziness and you're just out there living it. And I think that's a good thing. But with that comes waste. And I think for me, that's what always worries me is I'm wasting time. I'm <laughs> wasting too much time. If I don't have a plan, I'm wasting a lot of time. You put some things in such an interesting format of <laughs> this wasteland that I'm living in. It, yeah, but, but, but the interesting thing, though, is that you're, you're doing well for yourself in an arena and doing it in a way that I would have thought maybe wouldn't have yielded that good of a result. But it's your willingness to take chances, your willingness to quote, as you said, read the room, that I think has helped you a lot. Um, and I always think, well, it, what is it about me that holds me back in that arena more? And I go, I like to plan because I like to be efficient. 
and I don't want to waste time. I think even doing this podcast to some degree was a little bit of like, gosh, that's a time commitment, mm-hmm. right? And that's not my forte. Well, there's, there's, uh, I don't know that, again, I have a, such a precise response. One, I don't love a lot of sleep. So I Why? feel like... <laughs> What's wrong with you? Well, I mean, sleep, I feel like is a waste of time. <laughs> so we could just, we could, okay, we so could argue over what is science. good time and what is bad time. <laughs> right. And I feel like people who go to bed before midnight have so much wasted time. Like I have a lot of people who are at bed by nine. I'm going, you have another three hours worth of stuff you could be doing. I eat this podcast or whatever it is. You are insane. Like I go, I'm not a human being if I don't get enough sleep. Like what's enough sleep? What time do you wake up on? I probably go to bed at like nine and I probably wake up every day at about 6.30. Okay. So that's a a lot of sleep. That's a lot of sleep. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like if I get seven hours of sleep, I'm probably, I'm a borderline too rested. You ever just wake up in the morning like, man, I'm tired all day and it's because you slept too much? Okay. But slept too much. Like, okay. What does that mean? Are you saying the time sleeping was wasted because it could have been better served doing something else? Well, I'm just saying that's one aspect in my life that I feel like is a, uh, a time waster is sleep. Seven hours is probably the max you really need. My wife will argue that it's probably closer to 10, but I'm going to say science. So, mm, science will say that some people need less sleep than others. And I feel like everything is trainable. So just get yourself trained on it. Mm. And uh, the other thing is, you know, there's always mess ups. Like that's just one of my mottos. Everything is kind of fixable. And so if you're doing something throughout the day, whether, you know, whether it was a total waste of time. I mean, I've done a lot of projects where I've done it wrong and it took me like two hours longer than it should have. And that really does irritate me because I feel like some time was wasted. But what would it have been filled with? Like, what is, what is, a, what is qualifying time well spent? No, I think that's a good point because I think conversely, there's a lot of times where my day goes exactly as I planned it, bullet point style, Right. Because my I, I do checklist check check right check, check 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 on the next thing I'm I'm watching the time as we're finishing something or starting something new, and I look back and go I didn't have fun, and mm-hmm. you know if you have enough not fun days you can look back and have a lot of not fun months, and then you look back and go dang I just wasted a lot of time just not having fun doing it, and I I, I think that's quickly becoming a concern of mine is that I am accomplishing a lot of things through scheduling and planning. Um, but it's to the detriment of fun, I guess, and just being free. Yeah, it is It is more fun to have fun. But sometimes... That should be our podcast name. More fun to have fun? It's more fun to have fun. It is more fun to have fun. Goes without say. It's hard, it's hard though, because you do have this, like, time, especially at work, where you're like, I've got to, I've got to take something seriously because you have some sort of objective to meet or just because livelihoods or whatever it is and you forget sometimes to just like oh no it is fun if you put yourself back in you know a different position you're like no I remember that that was that was more fun to have a little bit of free time to goof off or putting yourself in your kids shoes too I think is a good one Hmm. to think about think about what they like and what's fun for them because right now like what is you go to the time wasting what's I love getting my shop in order and I can spend hours out here getting an order. But if I'm doing that and not spending time with my kids, then I mean, yeah, I'm accomplishing a lot, but for them, I'm not accomplishing anything. Right. Yeah. So really, I think you have to figure out what, you know, what, who you're meeting. Yeah. 
No, that makes a lot of sense. 